Hello and welcome to Mystical Frequency. I am your host, Jen, also known as Celestial Light Witch, and my pronouns are they, them. I am an intuitive card reader and spiritual practitioner. This podcast is all about spirituality, energy work, tarot, astrology, and all the mystical things in the universe. Every week, we talk about mystical topics as we try to grasp the understanding of the universe and our human journey. We'll have some guests share their take on their spirituality, because as we all know, everyone's journey and practices never look the same. I'm excited to share this space with you and open our minds together through this journey called life. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Mystical Frequency. My name is Jen, pronouns are they, them, and I'm also known as Celestial Light Witch. Welcome back to the show. Today we have a very, very special guest. Her name is Michelle. Her pronouns are she, her, and she is the owner of Villa Creations, a crystal carvings and metaphysical product business, and she's also a Isui Reiki master and tarot reader. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you today. I've been looking forward to this. You reached out to me uh, about being on the podcast, which I'm very stoked about because (laughs) I had been asking so many people for a while and I'm so grateful that you were able to come on. No, thank you. I really appreciate the energy exchange. I appreciate you for allowing me to enter your space. I really do. Thank Thank you you. so much. So um, we'll go to the basics of it all. Mm -hmm. When did your spirituality journey begin? Started very young, at a young age. Uh, again, I was born and raised in Catholic religion, and I just, you know, went with my grandparents to church every Saturday or Sunday. Um, but it just never resonated with me. I always felt more connected to a lot is energy as far as fairies, mermaids, um, ghosts, if you will, witches. I always felt like that resonated with me mm-hmm. just n- not nothing related to per se god yeah mm-hmm. or the re- the religion aspect mm-hmm. how does your culture and ancestry influence your spiritual practice if they do at all um honestly this has been a, a long journey for me um i've been wanting to learn more about my ancestry but it seems that every time i ask family members whether it be on my father's side of family I, again, I'm not a, like they don't tell me anything. I'm I don't know anything about their lineage, ancestry, nothing, other than you know they came and migrated from El Salvador. I, and again, I don't I don't know any far as like Salvadorian, you know, like Mexican culture. I I don't. Yeah. I really don't. I was mainly raised by my uh, mother's uh, parents, my maternal parent, my grandparents. Mm-hmm. So I know a, a little bit about them, but most of them are like their hardships, not so much religion because yeah. they were just Catholic. Yeah. So I, I really don't have any spiritual like connection connections, not whatsoever, nothing. I kind of learned on my own and been guided by spirit. Mm-hmm. I feel like in a sense that makes it very special because it's almost like it's your own mm-hmm. and it's something very precious to you. So like, how how do you feel about that? Do you feel proud that like you've come to this place learning and evolving your spiritual practice and it, everything's just kind of become like a download basically of it, like spirit telling it you? It is. It's, it's been a direct source downloads. <laughs> yeah. I feel like because I've been blocked ancestral wise, 
I for sure know it's not ancestry that spirit is talking to me. It's direct source. Yeah. And I've been lucky and privileged. And I'm, I always tell them I'm forever grateful for you that talks to me because I'm clairaudient. And again, it, with clairvoyance, it, for me, it goes in broad spectrums. I could feel, taste, smell, see the signal. I hear them. And I'm very grateful for their, like, the connection I have with them. Their communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So how has your upbringing shaped you as a person in regards to like your your spirituality and maybe even all forms of your life, all parts of your life? You know, um, my upbringing was very hard, very, very hard. It was very disciplined. Again, there was a lot of emotional and mental abuse. And for me, it taught me how to be very, very strong mm-hmm. in the world, in the mundane and you know, it's, I felt like they didn't understand me, the people in the mundane. Mm-hmm. I, I, if anything, um, uh, my, most of my family has already passed. I don't have a lot anymore in, it's, it's ironic. And now that I'm looking back on it, I don't have any family left in the family tree. Mm-hmm. It's only now me and my son and my uncle, which is my mom's brother. And it made me follow my intuition and, and my guides yeah. to how to navigate in this world. And your perseverance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perseverance, perseverance yeah. through it all. I feel like when when we meet challenges, I feel like we have no other choice than to persevere right. and to look forward and to kind of find something to anchor us. Right. right. And then I'm for me, most of my family mm-hmm. is friendships. Yeah. And f- friendships in the community that we're in, friendships from when I met in school and outside in work environment. I don't come out to individuals at work mm-hmm. uh, that I'm a practitioner, mm-hmm. um, but I do reveal myself when they need to. Yeah. Because um, how I noticed in my own practice or how, how I'm supposed to reveal myself in the world is almost like a blessing. Mm. And when they're in, like, it's like me, when I'm down in the dumps, I met people that came up to me and said, you know, out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. that's the energy I exchange now. Yeah. It's like I'm, I come in as a, as like a fae. I pop in and then <laughs> I give them the message and then I pop back out and go about my business. Okay. So l- let's touch on your fae magic or mm-hmm. like your fae um, identity mm-hmm. if, and if you care to share. Yes. Okay. So I feel I'm considered. <laughs> Most of my friends or who are practitioners are like, you're a witch. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I don't feel and I don't. I don't think I am a witch. I really don't. Mm-hmm. If anything, I feel I am a dark fae. Yeah. <laughs> because I, again, um, fae's to me are light beings. They are mischievous. But then how I see them is they go between all the realms in the dimensions and they know everybody. I everybody. They keep it real. How I see myself when I'm in the mundane world, mm-hmm. I'm behind just like a fae, behind the scenes back here. Yeah. And I'm watching everyone play out their shit show. <laughs> I love and, that. But I see their, it's weird how what you see. Yeah. But they just don't know. I'm watching them and seeing and watching everything. That's like fey energy. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's a true fey characteristic. I love that. So that's, um, but then also fey's go between the dark. Mm-hmm. They go in the light. Mm-hmm. They go in between. And that's a lot of things that I've been learning about fey magic in the last maybe two months now. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, phase have been like a topic around me, like in my circles, because I do have some fae friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have like come across other phase, like when we do markets and such. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm still such a noob in regards to fae stuff. But I, I do resonate with like uh, phase, 
you know, going into every single realm because I feel like a part of spirituality that a lot of people don't touch on is like they focus more on like the love and light. But there are like we have to look at everything because then it becomes kind of like a facade, Mm -hmm. at least in my opinion, of Mm -hmm. like it always being positive and Mm -hmm. and like it could become toxic and just pretending that everything is love and light when in reality like it's not life is not life Mm -hmm. it has all different parts of it so how i see um myself is whenever i do some type of spiritual work for a client or for myself um it it depends because i sometimes you may have to go into the dark Mm mm-hmm and then work with dark mm-hmm. and then or with light yeah. that's the the fade about i have the I, I feel like you know you either go left or you go really right you know it just <laughs> depends um but i i do feel like i keep a balance between the energies yeah but lately in my own practice i've again i need to learn how to dabble in the dark mm-hmm. to save or to help people that need it yeah that's kind of like my journey where I, I am this year i noticed this year i'm not reading as much or doing a lot of um, markets or what have you i'm really diving deep into uh, spiritual learning yeah mm-hmm. and your own practices i try i have a good balance because i i learn coming in i have to keep a, a schedule yeah so i have my routines when i post when i do readings um kind of scheduling on my weekends my free time to either learn go mm-hmm. to classes even into ritual work and so on so i i think I've, I've i've learned over the last two or three years now to have a good balance that's good i need to learn from you <laughs> like i struggle with that how has your spirituality affected you in your friendships and relationships with your family and friends or like maybe going back to the chosen family mm-hmm. which is something i relate to being a queer person um, how important it is to have your chosen family so a lot of my family don't know that I practice. Mm-hmm. And it's not because um, hiding it. It's just that they're not involved in my life. Mm. And <clears throat> the ones that I do live with, because um, I, I take care of my grandfather, um, they've seen me <laughs> or my altars or they see me with my spell work yeah. and they don't say anything. Yeah. They don't touch. They don't ask. No, It's like, don't tell. <laughs> don't, don't ask, don't tell. Um, I do have a son. So you'll see him in the markets with me. Mm-hmm. So he'll, he's very supportive. He's also intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and then to touch a little bit on it, like his father is, we look back on it and he is truly dark. Mm. And this makes sense a lot of who I am, mm-hmm. how light and dark attract each other, mm-hmm. the balance and duality. Um, but his dad is dark. Wow. Dark, dark, dark. Has he <clears throat> showed an interest like in going into to your markets? Has he shown yeah. an interest? Um, like, his... Well, you mean my son or his your, dad? Oh, no, no his, your son. My son, he, he comes to the market. So yeah. he helps me vend. Um, he'll help me. He won't read to public. Mm-hmm. He knows how to read. Oh, and he's awesome. intuitive, but he does not read to anybody. How old is he? He's 17. Oh, wow. So he's, I would not have thought you had a 17-year-old. I have a 17-year-old. So <laughs> I started taking him early early on when he was three or four years old to rituals oh, okay so he's grown up in the community and seen it he's more of a green witch oh, okay <laughs> does he like like plants and stuff yes oh. and then helping the so i was telling another practitioner this weekend that um he picked up a snail uh-huh. and then he made a terrarium and then afterwards he would feed it by organic vegetables fruit and what have you and he let it out into the world and then it it like in a sense it populated self-populated uh-huh. so he has a lot yeah oh my gosh <laughs> but it, it came back to environmental reasons why mm. he did it so see that's i told him 
I, and not that I was disappointed, but I'm like, yeah. damn, you have these gifts, and you want to be a green witch? <laughs> I'm like, come on, you came from two parents that are very spiritual, <laughs> one that's dark like a warlock, and uh-huh. then you have me. Uh-huh. Like, and But you know what another practitioner said? That's why he's in the middle. Mm. That's so interesting. That's so cool. Yeah. Is he like into herbalism and stuff? I think or, so. He, no. But see, me and him don't look alike, so oh, okay. he looks more indigenous than me. Yeah. So he, I feel like for him, he leans more into indigenous work than, gotcha. than me. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. That's very cool. <laughs> I don't want to have kids, but I'm like, that That sounds like a cool relationship to have. Like, because I don't know, he's 17 years old. So it's like, you know, he's coming into his own and he's become, you know, a young man. Mm-hmm. And, and sharing that with your child, I feel like is so cool. Because like... I don't know. I think about like my own parents. I'm like, I definitely don't. Uh. We have a good relationship. We're very open and honest and communicative, uh, communication wise. Um, because I grew up, I couldn't go to my mother. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go to my biological father. I couldn't go to nobody. Mm-hmm. The only ones I had to go to is my friends for help and for guidance or, or other mentors. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any, and that's not something I wanted. That's like breaking. Um, and so it's uh what is it uh like the ties the yeah ties? and there's a specific word for it but it's uh generational breaking generational mm. curses if you yeah. will i that's what I, I wanted to do with my son you know my son is trans mm-hmm. so i'm he, i always had an open communication i was very supportive because we only have one life yeah and we want to make the best of it and you know be happy and has some, some some type of like good relationship. So that's the emphasis I wanted to give my son what I didn't have growing up. That's beautiful. Not to feel alone. Yeah. Yeah. Being part of LGBTQI plus community and having support is really, really nice to hear, you know, mm-hmm. you know, as somebody in the community, I'm thanking you on behalf of a lot of no. LGBTQI plus folks, because, you know, it's beautiful to see a parent be so supportive so just to touch base it's um you know for parents that are out there don't ever rob your children of their dreams and their or belittle them or make them feel a certain way because that's what happened to me i was robbed of a lot of dreams i wasn't allowed to pursue some type of educational and it it made me go a, a, another path in a harder path but it i didn't get lost mm-hmm. i manage to be successful and have a career and so forth but with my son it's like you know i signed you know to touch base i i agreed to him getting his hormones i had a good talk with him and then you know the whole process and so forth of transitioning and stuff it's it was um it wasn't heartbreaking for me it was being a a supporter for him Mm -hmm. and an advocate for him Mm -hmm. and then when they talk to you going through the process I told the doctors and I was crying. I said, I don't ever want to be that parent that robs him of his happiness. Mm-hmm. I want to make him happy and be a good supporter and be a good mother. Cause that's something I did not have. Yeah. yeah. And you are. No, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Got me emotional up in here. Mm-hmm. How, I think we touched on this already a little bit, but when did you begin uh, being a healer and a reader? Um, so I, it must've been like four or five. Four literally five. oh my gosh so i'm i feel like i'm a very old soul yeah so um i always tell people remember that ep- uh again if you don't watch it that's fine but uh, i love lucy mm-hmm. so there was an episode where uh ethel was reading cards for lucy and oh she was using God. a deck of solitaire oh my and God. then i remember me i had a pack of solitaire and i was like flipping 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 okay so then 
a lot of it came with my grandmother. We would stay up late watching Walter Mercado. Oh, I love Walter Mercado. <laughs> and <laughs> astrology, mm-hmm. right? So, I love astrology. And I would listen to it and with her at night. And she had, and I still have it, it's a snail mm-hmm. with a crystal ball. So oh. I would use that like to scry. It's funny because like, like I told you like earlier in the conversation, I never paid attention in school. I was just always in la-la land. But that was me astral projecting. Now that's what it is. Now, now that I've learned over these years, I was astral projecting. Yeah, I was in the other realms. Like this mundane world was not meant for me. Mm-hmm. I just had to just roll with it. Yeah. So I've always been connected since a young age. Now that I look back on it, I trusted the visions mm-hmm. because I had goals. Right, that's manifesting. So when I was certain big events happened in my life, where I'm like, okay, at 18, I'm gonna do this. Mm-hmm. But I need to X, Y, and Z get to that. Yeah. So that kind of came into fruition of manifestation. You didn't know then that now, then and now. Yeah. <clears throat> so then the biggest piece came in high school. Mm-hmm. My friend bought a deck, which is a writer's way deck. Yeah. And I was in ninth grade. And my fascination back then, for some reason, when am I going to meet the biggest love of my life? <laughs> didn't we all <laughs> as soon as you get a tarot deck it's like you're doing love readings for yourself <laughs> but i pulled the world card oh the world card mm-hmm. okay so how i read it in the little pamphlet book i'm like it's coming uh-huh sure enough he did <gasps> and that was my kid's dad wow i met him the next year my sophomore year at 15 but it was weird how it happened and it's so him how he is Wow. So I couldn't never, I, when I met him, there was a talk about this guy that came into the school, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then um, I couldn't see his face. You couldn't see his face like physically, like, mm-hmm. like you would just it, see the back of his head or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But have you, uh, you, and you'll see it in, um, in one of my carvings, mm-hmm. you, you see the ghost with no face, oh. right? Like it has like the, like the hoodie over. Yeah. That's how he looks like when I, when I ever, I met him, I could never see his face. Until one time I finally seen him and then spirit went like that. Oh my God. And then afterwards I'm like, and I started to see him and see him. And then that's when the clairaudience came in really hard. That's when I heard the voice and they said, you're going to marry him and you're going to have kids with him. Like that's the one. Wow. And it was true. That's crazy. But he was a big player in my spirituality of Mm. like, Finding enlightenment, finding peace, mm-hmm. going through the hardships, seeing the ugly, seeing the dark, and seeing the light. Do you feel like when he came into your <laughs> life, um, there was a period in time where you kind of had like a reawakening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he, you know, um, now that we look back on it, he gifted me a dragon. Mm-hmm. Me and him have the same dragon tattoo. Wow. Okay. And then he gave me uh, like skulls. Mm-hmm. Who does that at such, like, that's, uh, yeah. He just doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he knows. Yeah. He's no, he knows. So yeah. that's a part of the spirituality that came in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I feel like it, it's triggered by something monumental in your life. Mm-hmm. He seems like he had a pretty monumental part in your life, you know. And then that's, he, because of him and his hardships and very much a lot of his downfalls, mm-hmm. that's kind of what drove me into being a healer Mm -hmm. to try to figure out how to help and and help others Mm -hmm. that's how i kind of dabbled into reiki holy fire and other things because it was to try to save him and then it ends up leading to you trying to heal 
you know, I try not to say this, but it's really healing the humanity mm-hmm. who wants it. Yeah. Yeah. It truly is. Like a client come in and read and then they, you know, her, her cousin was like, do Reiki on her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they said no. Mm-hmm. I told, Now I am like, she's not ready. Mm-hmm. I said, because she's not ready to receive it. Yeah. She's not there yet. And mm-hmm. then I go, if I do it, it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the thing. I mean, it's energy, right? Mm-hmm. So like whenever I, I do readings, I don't know if you tell people like when you're reading them or when you're doing a healing, it's like I'm reading your energy. So if there's blockages in your energy, it's going to be hard for me to like... Mm-hmm. tap into what's going on it doesn't for me i could like as soon as you say something yeah that you're already giving me full permission to come in and i could yeah. read you yeah and i could tell you i i'm very sympathetic i try to be <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, that's the sad to me you know like i say it how it is whether you like it or not i, I love I, that though but i tell them like you're gonna like fuck up or whatever <laughs> and i say it how it is i said don't please don't get a man or upset how i'm gonna say it but there's no way to say it i said so, but people like that though. I know. They're they're like, just tell me like it's like pulling the band-aid, like mm-hmm. just ugh, tell yeah. me. Yeah. I feel like sometimes they come for that. Sometimes, you know, they want they want their their shit to be called. Yeah, yeah. Their shit to be called. And that's that's why I feel like it's important to recalculate into or to reiterate to people like, are you ready mm-hmm. <laughs> for what's gonna come up? Because it's sometimes it's ugly. <laughs> my my senses I'm very hard when I say my words, and that's because like I'm a straight Sag. Like, I'll say it how it is. Yeah. Do you know where your Mercury is? It's in Scorpio. Oh, yeah. That's your Scorpio, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My One of my best friends, the one that's Salvadorian, she, her, her Mercury's in Scorpio. So when we do weddings together, she does hair. Like, when, when someone was, like, taking a while, she's like, Jenny, can you tell them to hurry the fuck up? I'm like, yes. I'm like, and I'll be like, hi, everyone. Um, So Astra needs to go to a different client. I'm like, are you all ready? Like, I'm like, because we do have to head out. And she, she would have just been like, can you guys hurry up? <laughs> you're so nice you're so nice because i know i tell them what's going on here what's this shit show going on let's i go come on we like i got somewhere to go yeah for me i think it's just a matter of like being in customer service my whole life since i was 16 years same. old i'm saying but I'm, oh. I, I still see it how it is i'm like what are we doing here i tell clients they go what are we doing here yeah i'm like uh how much longer because i we gotta go yeah <laughs> I, I wish i was more like that i, I i'm trying i'm working on it i'm working on it sincerely because some days i'm like i was just telling you that i did a birthday party yesterday mm-hmm. and th- the people were touching my deck which i don't allow usually and like it was just too late by the time i was gonna say something and somebody grabbed my selenite stick and and it was just like i need to work on my boundaries and now my tarot deck is mad at me right now Mm -hmm. i need to give it some love yeah i need to work (laughs) on my boundaries Uh, so thank you for like inspiring me to do so (laughs) how important is it for you to create a space for people with similar life experiences to yours i just want them to feel comfortable and know that they're not alone and appreciated because a lot of the people, it, it comes back to being in my professional career. They, they used to, um, I took a class for work and um, the people that you attract or bring in mm-hmm. are the same people that you have. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that a lot about my readings and or my healing. And I tell them, like, I sympathize with them. I hold their hand and I tell them, I understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I truly do. And I give them my life experience, what I've gone through, what happened. Because I said, the reason why I'm telling you is because there is hope Mm -hmm. there is a solution and you're not alone and i tell them i hold their hand i said we're gonna ride this bitch out Mm -hmm. i always say that in my readings we're gonna ride this motherfucker 
<laughs> I love that. And it's true because mm-hmm. you feel alone. Yeah. A lot of people do. Yeah. And I just want them to know they're not alone. Mm-hmm. I feel like when people come to get a reading or a healing um a lot of the time it could be because they feel alone yeah and so as as a practitioner as a reader it's like our our duty to hold space Mm -hmm. and to be authentic and that can be difficult sometimes yeah so let's touch a little bit on the way you grew up Mm -hmm. can we talk a little bit about that sure so I was born and raised in East LA. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I still reside in East LA. Um, but cultural wise, um, again, I, like I said, even though my father's Salvadorian, I don't know much about my, you know, ancestry or anything like that, but I grew up with Mexicans or Mexican Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family primary is Mexican. So I have, you know, like their celebrations, the food, the culture, um, I just don't resonate with the indigenous part. Mm-hmm. It, for some reason, when I go to the um, like the Aztec dancing, I like enjoying it and seeing it. And but that's as far as respecting it. I'm not allowed to practice by any of their tools, any of their things. It's just it's just like a hard limit. They tell spirit tells me no. Mm-hmm. It's just like a boundaries. But I love and respect it. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, I think that's the crazy part. I think about being uh, Hispanic overall because we are like partially we stem from like European ancestry Mm -hmm. and indigenous ancestry. So I feel like, you know, last week I had Jackson, it was kind of like the opposite, you know, it's Mm -hmm. she, she's rejecting, she felt like she was rejecting like her, her European side Mm -hmm. and like, like touched more on the indigenous side. And that's how um, beautiful. I think there's a beauty to the differences that everybody experiences. Right. And, in spirituality, I think it's great because it has, like, you literally have the tools and the, like, you can make that decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's what resonates for you. And that doesn't necessarily make it right or wrong for anybody. Like, it, it's just right for you. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to congratulate you for <laughs> honoring that because I feel like that is important to, like, state because it could literally look different for every single person. Mm-hmm. And again, like my my grandmother looks very indigenous, and so is my grandfather. Um, they're very dark skin, and I'm opposite. Yeah. And even my son, he's very dark skin, looks indigenous as well. Again, like I, I just, it's a hard limit for some reason. I just can't. Like they just tell me no, and I respect it and and honor those ancestors and anybody else that does practice that. But I do lean more into the European or pagan. Yeah. I really do, and that's. That's just like where I'm, I'm allowed to dabble in and, and venture in spiritual wise. That's very cool. I'm I'm glad that we're touching <clears throat> on that because um, that's the whole premise behind the the podcast is mm-hmm. spiritually. Like in the intro, I say like spirituality looks different for every single person, mm-hmm. and that is the beauty of it. That because we're just trying to journey life. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us is on a different path, and we're just trying to figure out life and this lifetime and our practices and like what resonates with each and every single one of us Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm really happy that i was able to have you on and and like share that (laughs) whole new perspective i guess you Mm -hmm. could say how differently do you see life since the initiation of your spirituality i mean even though i mean you did start really young so Mm -hmm. so i mean if you can remember before that but if not that's okay i do because it's um I had asked, uh, I used to read at Manifestation, uh, Manifest Tea Station in Uptown Whittier. Mm-hmm. And the owner also owned Veggie Ke, which is a, a restaurant. And I remember asking her boyfriend, Aaron, 
I said, do you remember being a child, like an infant? <laughs> and he said, he's like, yeah. And I said, and that memory came to me when I was telling him, I said, I remember being an infant in the bassinet in my room that used to be my mom's room. And I remember like, it's weird where I woke up and mm-hmm. then I was like, I was looking at my hands and I said, oh shit, I'm back. Oh my gosh. And I looked, I go, I go, fuck, I'm a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden I said, I'm going to go back and sleep and go dormant. Oh my god! And I went back. And then afterwards I woke up being three or four. And then I'm like, okay, I could walk now. Uh-huh. And, but I went, uh, and I couldn't talk. So then I felt like after that, I went dormant again. You said, oh no, <laughs> I, I can't no. say, I can't talk shit to people. I can't, I basically <laughs> my, if you think about it, my mind or your, our minds, who knows, we're already on autopilot. Yeah. Like we're awake and we're mm-hmm. like, okay, we're 30 or 20 years old inside. Yeah. So then the next memory, I remember being five or six mm-hmm. and then that's where like a lot of big traumatic events happened of my childhood of like a lot of it with my mother and my biological father um witnessing a lot of things and it's you know spirit holding me and protecting me and you know kind of like preparing me like this is what's going to happen it's almost like lessons Mm -hmm. but you're taught so young and those events is literally helped me prepared what was about to happen when i turned a certain age Mm -hmm. it's weird yeah but yeah it's been with me since that long i love that that's really it's hard but you know in one of my the classes that i'm taking he kind of mentioned it as this like a parallel line and this comes back to our practice or magic Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people i don't know like they i I don't this is just me what i've experienced they don't see it as a broad spectrum Mm -hmm. but think of it as a line a parallel line we're kind of coasting through this life Mm -hmm. and then we start to do if those are awakened we start to do magic right Mm -hmm. we're the archetypes we're the magicians we're trying to like fix things in our favor Mm -hmm. but then a lot of people say well why are you doing that Mm -hmm. well what's the point right like i guess it's like we want to we want to change in our favor Mm -hmm. these things but what's at the end of the outcome yeah we're all gonna die Mm mm-hmm it's about us making the best and changing what we want, what we deserve through that whole time. But at the end, we're going to die. And then, yeah. I don't know if we want to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I tell myself that. I ask myself that a lot. I'm like, I feel like I'm done. <laughs> I, this, I would like to be done. <laughs> honestly, 2020, like being in, in the 2000s, mm-hmm. this, is a, this is another level. Yeah, it's intense. It's very dense. It's, it's hard. It is. I sometimes I'll joke around when people will go, what happened to dating like in 1999? Yeah. <laughs> like you just meet someone or you go out and mm-hmm. you really have a dialogue. Like you talk to them, you go to the movies, you walk around. Mm-hmm. You're not on your phone. phone. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard. And then it's like, damn, is he cheating on me? Is she cheating on me? Yeah. It's, it's like, who is he talking to? Where is he at? And it's like, I can't like, this is so hard. Yeah. I miss dating how it was back in the days. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, technology has created a sense of like in like lack of personal connection Mm -hmm. with people because we're so caught up in like you know the identity we have on the screen rather than like connecting to person in person it's Mm -hmm. a whole different feeling yeah because there's there's no como substance there's Mm -hmm. no there's no substance when you're online i feel like and when you're in person and you're present and you're Yes, you can exchange energy through mm-hmm. social media, but it's completely different in person. I know. 
It's dense, it's dense in person because there's mm-hmm. a spark that's not like there's no connection when you're online. Yeah. You're assuming your own feelings getting lost within yourself. Exactly. Okay. So that um, this is like for people that are like into conspiracies a little bit. <laughs> so I was watching on it. I think it's still on Netflix, but it's about the Unabomber. Mm. And his the reason why he did like did the bombs for big tech, like tech companies or like schools and stuff because they were advancing in technology. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to get rid of that print Mm -hmm. because he knew, like, he was so smart. Mm -hmm. He knew the ripple, what was going to cause humanity Mm -hmm. when it came to technology. And that's what they touched on, is, like, the internet, the web, the social media. And he knew that that will corrupt the humanity. Yeah, I mean, we see it with, like, AI. We see it with, I mean, the crazy... Have you seen those goggles from, like, Apple? Um, Yeah crazy like it's like a black mirror episode and it's like becoming um, they've manifested that with like that show there's a lot of shit that's happening like that so i recently purchased a tesla <laughs> because um for work wise i'm gonna be traveling far yeah okay that thing i was telling people that thing is awake yeah it's a robot it really is because it knows when the signal light turns on that's and it crazy. knows like if a car is too close and when you're switching lanes, it's recording as you're switching lanes. That's a robot. That's crazy. And it's awake. It's I mean, it's a Terminator. An <laughs> it's an entity. Yeah. I mean, ro- I mean, robots are, are, are. That's what's scary about it too, because yeah. because it's like, well, like here's this energy entity that is not uh, that doesn't really have a soul, I guess. I guess is that what we would call it? No. So in one of the classes I'm taking, yeah. he they, he was teaching us and telling us that everything has as a is awake. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, why do you pick up that pencil versus that pencil? Why mm-hmm. it's calling to you or that water bottle with that water bottle? That makes sense. It's awake. Everything's awake. Yeah, that does make sense. Crazy. <laughs> You're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> Okay, so what imprint do you want to leave on this earth during this lifetime, during your lifetime? It's a big question. It is, but I feel like I've gotten there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I just wanted to leave something of me here, mm-hmm. uh, a remembrance, um, the people's lives that I've touched or helped at least try and make them see, you know, that they're not lost or ugly or damaged. You know, I'm I'm very grateful I don't think if I was like a muggle or a normie, you know, (laughs) I think um, I would just be an everyday Joe and Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be, you know, sympathetic or understanding or not judgy. You know, that's part of it. You know, I part of me as a reader, a healer, I'm very grateful because I was privileged to read for mothers, you know, women who are domestic violence, trans, lesbian, gays, everybody. I even, you know, I read for a judge. Wow. And then I read for a high-ranking drug dealer. Okay. That's pretty badass. Uh, yeah, but you know what? It's a lot. Can I done that as a normie? I don't, you know, I would have met them and be like judgy and not, but I, you know, I got to know them. Mm-hmm. I got to know them like, I'll give you an example of the drug dealer, like how hard he, he was, like his struggles, mm-hmm. why he went into drugs, yeah. what led him. And a lot of it was like abuse. And then the judge, how the male ego and her being a female, mm-hmm. the empowerment, all these things. I'm very, like, it opened my mind to see how the world really is. Mm-hmm. And I am very grateful for that, to give them that, that, that um, I guess. The, hold, hold that space. Hold them. space. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. When I started my spirituality, I felt as though I became so much more compassionate Mm -hmm. and um, forgiving. Like growing up religious, it's Mm -hmm. really interesting because it's like supposedly everything that religion stands for, you know, you're you're about forgiving, you're about love, you're about um, having supposed compassion. But like I have way more compassion to everybody now than I did when I was raised Catholic. I was so judgy Mm -hmm. before. I was very close-minded. I didn't feel bad for people. If they were bad, they were just bad. Exactly. And and it's like, no, that, that's no, that's, there's no such thing as that. I I feel like there, people are formed because of what they've gone through Mm -hmm. and that creates compassion. Like I may not agree with certain people but that doesn't make them a bad person it doesn't make them less than it doesn't make them absolutely i always see everybody in the same level of like we're all equals yes and a reflection of each other and we can learn from each other and i think that's what spirituality brings that's part of the reading that i tell them like i go just tell me the truth Mm -hmm. trust me i go i've seen it all heard of all i've you will never i go you'll get a straight answer from me and i will never judge you yeah and there's people like oh, I'm seeing a younger man or I'm seeing, I'm in the three-way or, or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I go, you do you. I go, okay, I go, what do you want from this? Like, mm-hmm. what are you looking for? Like, what clarity? Mm-hmm. I'm here to help you to guide you as best as I can. Yeah. Ultimately, you're the fate changer. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to just give you some type of sense of direction. Mm-hmm. But that's the, I never judge anyone. Mm-hmm. I, no, no. No, yeah, I think that that is beautiful in, in this, in what it is that we do is the fact that we literally hear so many different things sometimes mm-hmm. we hear crazy stuff uh, yeah and you, we gotta carry that you know to the grave <laughs> like i'm just like okay like but it's really like it's it people are put in those places or put themselves in those places for for learning and for like going through whatever they have to go through who am i to say anything you mm-hmm. know i'm mm-hmm. just there to maybe even learn from them yeah, absolutely you know so doing all these markets mm-hmm connecting with other readers healers like how has that been for you for me it's been amazing because um again we it's a small community mm-hmm. we're all supporting each other wanting i i feel like i want everyone to be the best that they could be mm-hmm. um there's no i hate this is one thing i hate is like when we like high school tendencies yes. there's no one better than anybody nope and for me i tell them you know oh hit up her like mm-hmm. she has this and this and that yeah or that one does this and this and that i think you know i go but i could give you a few more and then you feel what resonates with you yeah um that's you know mainly how i my relationships are and i've always been like you know referrals or you know helping everybody out and so on yeah Mm -hmm. i think it's important to uplift um especially because we i we touched on this on last week's episode but a a lot of the healers around us like while i from my experience in vending i've only been vending for a year um at markets but uh i have noticed that there's a lot of um, women or like uh, AFAB folks like it dominates you know most of the mm-hmm. practitioners at least the ones I've seen at the markets that we do mm-hmm. and I think it's important to be a a girl's girl I say girl's girl I'm I'm non-binary so like I to my essence I guess I have like that feminine um, mm-hmm. I was born you know assigned female at birth but I think there's something so powerful in the divine feminine energy and in strengthening that with bonding with each other and learning from each other. Mm -hmm. I think that there's something very important to break 
through history of being like I consider myself a witch of being a witch being a healer being a practitioner there's been so much stigma surrounding it and it's been I think predominantly because you know we live in a patriarchy that is very empowered by men Mm -hmm. and I feel like also in our culture um, it's very like women against women Mm -hmm. and I think it's very important to break that because like, I don't want to live in the old ages where we don't stand in our power. Yeah. I think there's something very powerful in us who are women or a son female at birth or just folks that, you know, have that divine feminine energy because it hasn't been in power in so how long, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think there's something very powerful in uniting, you know, with, with one another and learning from each other. So I feel like for me, I'm in my dark femme era, but yeah. I've... Honestly, I feel resonated with masculine a lot. Yeah. Just because of my upbringing and my hardships, mm-hmm. I I do feel like a man. <laughs> Just because like, I feel that. Yeah, like I, I will stand up for you like a man. Like, yeah. like I would, even for my the ones that are very like femme, yeah. I will be like, I'm like, I hold you like, yeah. You're, and then they're like, thank you for being the masculine that I needed. Mm hmm. Even though I do resonate as a yeah. as a female. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. I think there's like obviously in both, mm-hmm. you know, but I think there's something very cool about breaking those chains Stigmas, yeah. of like us being against each other. Right. And I think there's something powerful in helping mm-hmm. each other and st- and holding space for one another mm-hmm. because I feel like that hasn't that didn't happen, you know, like with, you know, the witch trials and stuff like um, you know, things were very overpowered by by the the men, you know, were mm-hmm. run by men energy mm-hmm. in this country right. and most of the world. Um, so I think it's really important to like call back our power and connect with each other. Um, I feel like people, clients, there's so many people that need healing. There's so mm-hmm. many people that need readings. There's mm-hmm. so many people that will resonate with one reader and like won't resonate with another Mm -hmm. maybe they'll go to you and they'll never go to anybody else or they go to you once and then the next time they go to another person and that's just the beauty of it all yeah and and people will come to where they're meant to go Mm -hmm. and i think that's what's beautiful about our community and i'm really grateful for the people i have connected with including you Mm -hmm. i think i think it's been very special and it's I'm very shy and timid at markets like especially when I first started I was very I'm, like I said I'm really new at this mm-hmm. so I I tended to keep to myself because I didn't want to like I don't know overstep I didn't know the feel of it all so I really want to thank you for for approaching me and for <laughs> for contacting me and like wanting no, to do thank this you. no absolutely um I I am shy believe it or not I am shy <laughs> but I think uh, overall like doing markets and doing you know a lot of it came from my professional career Mm -hmm. it helped me step out of being more vocal Mm -hmm. but that took a lot of time that took about maybe 2016 years 16 years yeah Yeah. to to be okay with myself and have that Mm -hmm. Mm self-confidence yeah and that takes a lot i mean that's a never-ending i think thing (laughs) Um, that's something i'm working on too but see like i come in a heavy male dominant 
and role because I'm my background is financial. I'm in mm-hmm. the financial industry, mm-hmm. and it's very male dominant, and it's hard. So I I think that's why I, I have that masculine energy because I have to. You have to have it. Yeah, and it gives you the self confidence to be able to step out and engage with other people. That's true. Mm-hmm. But I do it in a nicer. <laughs> I do. You know what I mean? Like like I'm very like social. Let's laugh. You are. Yeah. Yeah, the last oh, market time, we did. Yeah, <laughs> the the last market we did. Like, um, you came to see the vendor next to me. It was the astral. Astral. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, and it was really really cool. I was like, that's cool. Uh, and I'm starting to like be. I mean, especially with like this podcast, I'm starting to like want to connect with people. And like, I'm a little bit more vocal because I'm like, oh, I see a familiar face. Mm-hmm. I like respect so many people that we work alongside i'm thankful i am grateful and thank you for just allowing me to come and join your podcast i'm very grateful thank you thank you it was (laughs) a pleasure um is there anything you would like to share about like any events you have going on your instagram your social media i am on instagram um it's villa creations uh i don't have any i do have one event which is on february 17th at the they changed their name but it's at the wolf and the jackal in santa clarita okay they used to be the old world emporium now they changed their name so i'm vending there on next saturday um i'll be at the dragon in the rose in march and i think that's all that i have going on i'm really this year i'm focusing on classes learning developing my skills divination um i like i said i'm taking holy fire classes i think i'll be a holy fire reiki master by march or april and being mentored by other practitioners and taking like I t- i'm taking a tea leaf class i this is my second tea leaf class and took a palm reading class uh and then now i'm kind of dabbling into norse magic with runes and necromancy <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I will link all your your Instagram and all your flyers on the description. Thank you. Um, But go follow Michelle, y'all. And um, I guess that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Mystical Frequency. Make sure you rate, subscribe, and follow the podcast. And share this with someone you love. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Celestial Light Witch, as well as TikTok at Celestial Light Witch. Tune in next week for a whole new show.